0: Guys people on today's show I'm joined by a co-host That's right This is not an interview She's a co-host LaToya Early from Chase Great Enterprises Joins the show To discuss profit in purpose Me and LaToya sit down And talk about everything from how your profit is bigger than just church itself Manipulation versus persuasion Supporters versus customers And I like this one a lot Sales is not a bad word That's right, you're a business person Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration
1: Inspiration, now in session Inspire, Inspire guys, people, God's the people. podcast
0: My wife thinks I'm crazy How did we get here? And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's time to upgrade your life. All right, so I had this thought of the day. You know, I guess that's what we'll call it, the thought of the day. It's just a quick thought. But I actually shared this on my Instagram page at Mr. Bellwether. And I'm gonna share it with y'all today. Look, some of us, We upgrade our phone every single year. We got the iPhone 12. You got the three cameras. This one, you can drop it six feet in the water, drop it in the toilet, the tub, wherever, and it's going to be all right. It's waterproof, right? Look almost like the one from last year. To invest, if you want to call it an investment, into the next phone to have the latest and greatest. But into the next phone to have the latest and greatest. But why is it that three years can go by and the same person who upgraded their phone three times in the last three years haven't upgraded their own life once? Like that's a problem to me. It's a major problem if my phone is at a newer version than myself. Like my own life. I'm telling people don't upgrade your phone again until you upgrade your life. Don't let me see you and you the U 2.0, but you got the iPhone 12 in your pocket. Like, y- y'all realize how crazy it is that we value our phones and upgrading material things more than we value upgrading our own lives? That's a dangerous place to be. So my thought of the day, my word of inspiration to whom it may inspire all right. That's you know what? OK, we just birthed a new moment. You just witnessed the new. That's what we're going to call. Like, if I have a thought of the day, we're going to call it to whom it may inspire. You witnessed it here. I, like, that's a real thought just happened. Like now, if I never have a to whom it may inspire again, then you're going to listen back and be like, yeah, he lied on the air. But if this becomes a thing, you know where it started. To my people who rocking with me and listening, you know what I'm saying. So to whom it may inspire, upgrade your life
1: upgrade your life upgrade before your life. you
0: upgrade, upgrade your, your life. cell phone, please. Your life. What, what, in, what, what in,
1: the world? in the world? What in the world? What in the world? What
0: in the world? Guys, people, I'm always excited when I have a what in the world. This is actually one of my favorite segments of the show. And I think I kind of got two of them, you know, two what in the world's today for the price of one. Uh, First and foremost, be careful what you allow to make you afraid. And here's why I say this. If you make someone afraid, you can you can get them to do anything. You can get scared people to do things they would never do if they weren't afraid. Like buy up all the tissue. Okay, like, listen, this is the real what in the world. I went to the grocery store the other day. I don't look because I don't keep up with like, are we in a shutdown or we not? I genuinely don't know. Like right now, I have no idea if we are in a shutdown or not. I'm the type of person I try to do things right regardless if I'm going to be out. I try to follow the right protocols and do the right thing. So I'm not wilding out whether they tell me we in a shutdown or not. My behavior doesn't have to change if I'm already doing the right thing and being responsible. So that's my position. My position is do the right thing because you're smart enough to do the right thing, not because you need people to tell you to do the right thing. But nevertheless, I went to the grocery store and all the tissue was gone and, you know, other things were like low in stock. I'm like, oh, we must be in a shutdown. I log into Instagram and it was like some, I don't know if we in a partial shutdown or what, but here's my thing. Some of y'all still have tissue left over from the last time y'all bought it off. It's just irritating. Like, don't hoard up things so that other people can't buy them. And, that, like, we create all of this stuff out of fear. Like, and I don't get the whole buying up all the tissue. Because it's like out of everything you can buy. Batteries are still full. It was still water there. Why are we going to the tissue first? What in the world is, like, I just need somebody to explain to me Like, what it is specifically about tissue. Like, if I ain't going to do nothing, I'm not running out of tissue. Anyway, that's my controversial topic of the day. We haven't gotten controversial all year on this show. So, you know, enjoy a little bit of controversy because I'm sure that's going to ruffle some feathers. Here's the other, you know, uh, what in the world. You're two for one. You're buy one, get one free. What in the world is up with this dude at the grocery store? So I'm usually a self-checkout guy, which I used to be the type of person to try to go to the the human being. Like, I think when this show first started, I might have told that story. Like, I try to go to the human being. But over the years, they make it hard because it ain't but one or two human beings at the register, and it's a 1,000 self-use scans, whatever they are, self-scan. And so I'm sorry. They broke me down. They broke my spirit, and I go to the self-scan. But on this particular day, I'm like, I want to go to the person. I go to the person. I had an orange juice as one of my items. This guy rings my orange juice. <laughs> you kind of understand he rings the orange juice, drops it on the floor. And I mean, drop it. it is busted up. The top literally broke like it's chipped off. <laughs> he then proceeds to pick it up off the floor and put it in the bag. I looked him dead in his eyes and I said, I don't want that. And he said, Oh, oh my bad. I, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at him like, What in the world is wrong with you? Why, why would you take a busted up orange juice, drop it right in front of me? Look, this guy, like, this guy had a heart. He dropped it in front of me and literally tried to put it in the bag. And I'm going to say this, and I'm done with this. I think some of us, like, we do something that's so, like, out of character and makes no sense. But we just try to stick with it because it was so dumb. It's like, you know what? I had no business doing that, but I'm going to just try to keep a straight face and, like, keep doing it. Like, no. Look, it, when you mess up, the best thing to do is turn away. The best thing he could have did is say, you know what? My bad. Let me go get you another one. Not try to put it in the bag right in my face as if, like, man, if I don't say nothing, maybe he won't say nothing. And that's how people treat you sometimes. It's like, well, I'm going to try to do this. And if they don't say nothing, I'll do it. So sometimes, look, believers, you got to speak up for yourself. That's definitely something I've learned in business and in life in general. If you don't speak up for yourself, people will give you a busted up, case of orange juice 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 juice. all right guys people so I'm excited I have a guest uh, um you know co-host today and I don't know what to do because it's not an interview you know an interview is you you come on the show I'm asking you questions we don't know you and I got toy on the show today and I'm like what I don't have a theme song for this situation so this is something I got to think about especially if I can convince Sh- uh, Toya to, like, come on the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, more often, once a month. Like, can we, like, you know, figure this out? I love having her on the show. I think whenever we talk, it is just fire. Like, it inspires me. I'm being real. And, um, yeah, I'm, uh, this is awkward because I, all right, I'm going to play to let me interview you just so we can have some intro music leading into the conversation. But just know that I know this is not an interview. She's co-hosting today. And uh, I think we're going to have a good time. Let me interview you. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to talk to me and I'm going to talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we're going to be talking purpose. We got Latoya Early from Chase Great Enterprises Uh joining me today to talk about a dope topic. What's up, Toya? How you feeling? What's going on? What's going on? No, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show today. It's always a good time when we talk. You know that. Um, and you hit me up and you said you wanted to talk about a topic. And it was dope because what you wanted to talk about was like right in line with what I've been, what's been on my heart, my mind, what I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to actually let you start us off, you know, with this topic today. And, um, you know, you know, let the people know, like, why did you think it was important to bring to the show and start discussing um, this topic? So, you know, it's on you, Toya.
1: Absolutely. So, listen, of course, thank you so much for, you know, allowing me to just be here, be in the presence of your amazing audience. You know, you truly rock out and you really um, provide, you know, beneficial strategies for those who are really trying to understand who they are in Christ and learning how to do that in every aspect of their life. So I had created a post um, maybe a a week or so ago, and I made this post and it said, there is profit and purpose. You just have to be willing to discover purpose. And so it really kind of turned a light bulb on for me because it It excited me. It made me want to really talk and dig a little deeper into this topic because, of course, I work with coaches. And so I'm learning and I'm seeing in the coaching industry how we're taught to go out and find a niche that's going to be popular, go out and find a niche that you can make money from and i'm trying to explain to people listen for my entrepreneurs and of course i got a a small piece for my professionals as well but for my entrepreneurs you do not have to go out here and try to be something that you are not listen you can truly find profit and really elevate in financial freedom if you discover purpose and find out what god wants you to do in your life and so i just really thought this would be a pretty dope co- uh topic for you and I, you and I, to discuss because this is your area. You know, this is what you do. So I figure, yeah. why not bring it to Jay? Why not we go ahead and dig a little deeper in it so that we can make this plain for the people and the the listeners of his community.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's so dope, and I love having you on the show. Like, it's I was excited when you texted me and wanted to come back on. Um, and this whole idea, like, I like that you said you don't have to try to be something that you're not. And so, like, let's, like, just start, you know, let's just think through and unpack this. Like, so many people, Christian entrepreneurs and professionals, struggle with being authentic. And me and Tiff were actually talking about that this morning. And I guess we'll just start there. Like, I'll, I'll throw it on the table. Why do you think people struggle with authenticity as Christian entrepreneurs and business professionals?
1: Man, because it's shown to us in this industry that you have to be popular in order to be profitable. And so what makes me popular? We're looking for the likes. We're looking for the engagement. We're looking for the clickables. I was watching... This This is a a shameless plug, but I was watching this movie called Jexy, me and Meets the other day. And he worked for some company and they had to create this long list of clickables where they want their clickables to go viral. And it just made me laugh because they're saying, listen, I don't care if it's true. I don't care if it's a lie. I don't care what it is. As long as you're getting clicks, you need to make sure you post it. And so that's what business owners do. We create this facade. We try to create this lifestyle. We try to create and chase after this popularity. Because this is what social media, this is what the world tells us to do, and we completely disconnect from authenticity. We completely disconnect from our assignment. Most of us, when we think about when we think about purpose, we think about church. We think about you know signing up for the usher board, being a part of the choir, leading on the praise and worship team. You know, this is how we're taught what purpose is, and so. As God began to unravel for me, that purpose is really what I designed you to do to draw unbelievers to the kingdom. It changed the game. And so just being in that space and really uh, thinking through and saying, okay, let let me figure out how I can push my business, grow my business, and not fall into the trap of being popular versus being profitable.
0: Yeah, like that's good. It's it's so tough for people. Like on one, on one hand, it's so simple. It's like you don't like you said it. You don't have to be popular to be profitable. But I think what happens is like we see the images of popularity. It's almost like we just see one side of the coin and we think yep. like this must be the way that you get success because these people like they show me success. The example I have is the show Cribs. I remember being in college watching Cribs and thinking like these people have everything like their houses, their cars. Yeah. And then fast forward, I've seen several interviews, articles. Yeah. But look, I've even seen it where they like, Oh, that wasn't my house. I had rented oh, a house,
1: yeah. I yep. rented
0: a car. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the one thing about this popularity and this desire to go viral that you're talking about. Like when you do things just for attention, it's not even always real. So sometimes we looking at people thinking they killing the game and it's like, no, they not. We, we become what, professional Dad? actors. What up?
1: Absolutely. You know what? And And this is like the most transparent moment. And it's crazy because I really didn't expect the Holy Spirit to lead me here, but I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all my business real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really didn't expect this. But one of the reasons why I kind of shun away from Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Is because Instagram creates this this imaginary world that You got to be popular, right? Like, you got to take, especially for women, you have to take these posh pictures. You got to be on point. Your lashes got to be laid. Your hair got to be laid. Like, it just creates this huge expectation for business owners. And I was starting to feel intimidated. And I used to battle, thank God for deliverance. I used to battle with the whole popularity thing. Like, as a child or in grade school, I wasn't the popular girl. You know, I wasn't the girl that everybody flocked to. So when I started my business, I assumed that I still needed to be that person looking at what social media had presented to me, believing that I needed to be this so that I can be profitable. Right? And so the Holy Spirit checked me something so crucial. Like, what are you talking about? My purpose for you is what's going to make you profitable, not the popularity. And so it took a lot of, you know, digging within self for me to check my own insecurities, which really made me passionate about this, um, this subject, because I know that there are women and men who are out here struggling to fulfill God's purpose and his will for their lives and not have that, that challenge or that tug of war between is this going to be popular? Are people going to like this? Are people going to want to, you know, invest in me if I don't look a certain kind of way versus I need to be obedient to the will of God and fulfill his assignment for me. So, you know, like I said, this topic alone just really inspired me to want to talk about it so that I can help other entrepreneurs, other professionals who are, you know, experiencing the same struggle.
0: Yeah, that's, man all right so this whole ig thing you talk about i think that's worth like discussing a little more because i think more people than maybe are comfortable admitting you know struggle with the same thing of like like you saying as a woman you feel like all right you see the people who and this this ain't a shot so just for anybody out there who no, like, oh, shots no at I'm, all. Absolutely. I'm super successful and i'm not doing that we're not saying it's impossible We're just talking about the struggles that people deal with when they're trying to grow their business. Now, some people have figured out how to do it um, and balance it out, but it's a tricky thing. So we just talking about the challenge. Here's one thing. And just, I don't want to creep nobody out with this. Um, I was studying (laughs) the church of Satan a few years ago and I was studying it to understand, um, you know, I think it might've started and I don't remember. Don't quote me on this. It might've started with like the whole question of like, Why would anybody ever worship the devil? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It was just, oh, you know what it was? It came from maybe three years ago and they built some, the Church of Satan built some statue in Detroit. Oh,
1: yeah, downtown. Yeah,
0: they built the statue. And I'm like, yo, let me look into this. Like, why would somebody really want to worship Satan?
1: make the choice. Right. Why would you choose to do this? Yeah. So
0: in my studies and it was brief studies, brief research, I'm not going to act like I went super in depth. It might've been a couple of days of reading a bunch of stuff. Um, and then kind of finding what I was looking for and being okay with it. But what I really learned is that number one, there's, there's different type most, at least from what I, the things I read most, um, devil worshipers or whatever they might be called Satanists. They don't actually worship Satan. There are some who do. But do you know what the source of satanic worship really is? It is the worship of self.
1: I was going to say self, vanity.
0: Yeah, so what's crazy is I'm like, okay, their whole thing is do whatever you want to do. It's really about self-pleasure. And one of the things that I was reading is how they believe in using black magic And like they basically it is a satanic uh, strategy and tactic. Literally, I'm not like this is literally according to them to for women to exploit their sexuality in order to gain popularity. So like, wow, that's literally a satanic strategy. Like, okay, women do whatever you need to do. Like they believe that you are supposed to leverage like your body and your sexuality in order to manipulate people and have success, popularity, so on and so forth. So that was just a sidebar. But I thought that was worth saying is like, wow, like we don't even realize like how deep some of the things we're struggling with is like, like, bro, like this is real spiritual warfare. This is like you really could be struggling with something where it's the enemy is tugging at your spirit. And we think it's just surface level. And you see all these people, men and women, believers and Christians, give in to it because they feel like this is all I could do I can't tell you how many people I know that I've seen go from wholesome Christian content to like pushing the envelope as much as they can absolutely to get success
1: Mm -hmm. man that's so good when you just said that it makes so much sense now I've never taken the time to you know really research it because I just, listen, researching the word of God is just enough for me. I'm right not mad now, at that but, I'm not mad <laughs> at that. But listen, but with you saying that, one of the things that the Holy Spirit always checks me about are self-affirmations. Yeah. And so when you just said, you know, self-pleasure and it being a satanic strategy, it makes sense. And, and we're not going down this because we can talk about this all day. But <laughs> understanding that those whole self-affirmations fall into that same space. Worship of self. I can do this. I can accomplish this. And once you, you know, um, convince yourself of these things, what do you need Christ for? You know, so listen, that whole topic is, of course, an amazing topic for another day, but that is super um, important for us to realize, especially when it comes to social media. And that's one of the reasons why this topic really stood out for me, is because, again, I was one of those women struggling with. You know, I would tell me all the time, like I don't feel like I'm I'm Instagram worthy, <laughs> if mm-hmm. that would make sense. Like this is legit, real conversations in my head, yeah. especially with me building a coaching business and watching other coaches and watching how you know they market themselves and watching how some of the young girls are marketing themselves and how they're you know reaching these numbers on social media. It was a it was a tug of war with me, and it really took for me to. You know, go into my prayer space and say, okay, Lord, tell me what am I doing wrong in this so that I can correct it so that I'm not being, you know, conformed or defeated by this. And that's when the whole, you know, uh, being profitable and, and living out the purpose that God has for me and really focusing on who he's created me to be versus what I believe I should look like for other people. And so that alone is what you know I really want to encourage for the entrepreneurs, for the professionals. Listen. We know that the world is constantly moving, they're constantly talking, they're constantly trying to convince us of you know all of these different ideologies and strategies and fear tactics. But this is why you know, being rooted in the Word of God in this season in in particular is so important,
0: yeah, like, and you know the thing is. You said it earlier, like, you know, people, we we want to go viral. And I think the more I think about it, it's like we got to check ourselves at the foundation of our purpose. Like, so we need to really go back to the foundation of our purpose and literally just ask ourselves, like, all right, this from this podcast to your business, whatever. It's like, all right, Jermaine, what is the purpose of Inspire Guys People? Is it more important to reach a bunch of people, whether they actually connect with the content or not, but just to get a bunch of people to watch it and like it? Or is it more important to actually give substance and connect deeper, even if it's with less people? And I could tell you for myself, yeah. um, I'm in a, you know what, I'm going to be, you know, you transparent, I'm going to be transparent. I'm in a unique um situation um or not necessarily situation i have a unique experience from the standpoint that i know what it feels like both to be maybe considered lame popular and also like popular for um you know being silly like class clown which is a mm-hmm. different type of popularity because everybody know you but you know the comedian kevin hart everybody want to like, when you are funny, people want, it's almost like, it's weird. It's almost like a form of abuse in a way. Like, people want you to make them laugh. And so, yeah. just to touch on those real quickly, Um, when I when I was really known for being funny, and, like, everybody just knew me for being super funny, I got drained at one point because I'm like, dang, like, I really couldn't figure out who really liked me and who didn't. And I remember wow. when I was in high school, and me and my wife you know that's where we met and we started like talking and i remember like dudes who i thought was my friend because i was super like gullible in high school like i thought people was my friend because they laughed at my jokes and the same people that would laugh at my jokes would be trying to talk to my girlfriend and even taking shots like oh you with the silly dude right so i know what that feel like um then i know what it feel like when i was at one college to be kind of considered lame. I was quiet, I was to myself. I wasn't into the parties, like I was just chilling. And then I felt like, dang, like people just, like people are overlooking me. And and again, I'm young y'all, so I'm not, I am not promoting or or trying to tell anybody to do what I did. I don't consider this the, the decisions people should make. But I remember getting frustrated at that school and after my second year and I transferred, where me and you ended up in school, and I and I was like together, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I was like, people don't know me. I can turn swag on and off. Like, I can turn if, oh, y'all, I'm lame. That was this was my mindset. This is how immature I was. Oh, I'm lame. Let me show y'all how easy it is to be popular. So my whole entire goal was like, okay, I'ma just be popular. Like, and then when I experienced that, it was like, Then I had a come to Jesus moment literally, where I really rededicated my life to God. And it was about for the first time, it was about checking me and not worrying about outside influences. It was about me getting in the right space with the Lord. And I I was learning that I was a person that was pretty much double-minded, meaning I was allowing people's opinion and the way they view me to change my behavior and my actions. And ultimately, my point is where I am today, like what people get today, is rooted in purpose. So it's no longer based on, like, because I felt popularity before, I know what that feel like, and it's, that's not sincere. Even being considered lame isn't sincere, because people don't really know you. And so I think we ultimately have to get to a place where it's really about our relationship with God and Christ at the foundational level, and not about what people think of us. So like, I'm just curious. I know I said a lot, but what I, what I want to hear you talk about is how do we change our mind from reacting to people's response from a, of us and, or feeling of us and then change that to more so what God's will for us is?
1: Man, you would ask me such a powerful question <laughs> if I got to really think through. No, <laughs> but that's a really good question because I am answering that question in my life and in my business every single day. Yeah. Um, if I were to give a, a quick response to it, honestly, and this gonna sound super churchy, so listen, don't it's don't judge me, but you know, I I haven't been to church in like six months. What month are we in? Eleventh month. Eleven months, how about that? Man. But um, on seriously, I would say I now consider my reward from Christ. To be way greater than my reward from man, and so because you cannot give me the peace that I have, the joy that I have, the happiness that I have, I really no longer, I'm no longer concerned <laughs> about what you think of me because I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am fulfilling God's purpose for my life. And it's funny because I, I just had this um, conversation, you know, with my brother in law. And I was telling him, you know, the differences of the flesh and pleasing the flesh, you know, whether or not it's partying, drinking, cussing, whatever you do to think that you are having fun versus um, really living a Christ-like life. I said, you know, those things are temporary. The likes are temporary. The people, you know, commenting, all of those things can be temporary. But what God has for us is so long-lasting. And when you can wake up and be excited, when you can wake up and just be in in complete gratitude and just be thankful for who you are and where you're going, it really shapes everybody else and what they think. Because I I, I was that person. You know, I had friends who stopped being friends with me because I I turned too saved, (laughs) I guess. You know, I've had people who, you know, they don't invite me to certain things because you don't want the the church girls there and all of these different um, ways that they would describe me. And I used to get offended. You know, my feelings used to get hurt. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, but guess what? The things that you guys are still battling with, I've been free from. And so that's what, you know, keeps me focused on what God has for me and not put me in that place where I'm constantly, um, feeling overwhelmed or, you know, looking for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Looking for acceptance from other people. Yeah,
0: Validation. Um,
1: yeah. Look, validation.
0: What you just said, that's when it get real. That's when, see, God has a way of dealing with us. And that's what I meant by experiencing that popularity. And then the same thing happened to me when I started changing and people started changing towards me. And so God has yep. a way of showing you, like, see, that popularity wasn't really real. They didn't really like you. They liked that you were, how you were acting. They liked, you know, the fact that you play into whatever image or whatever it was. And so I started learning, like, bro, you are gonna have to really figure out who you are. And, and then once you figure out who you are, then you can be consistent. And so I want to say this, because this is what I thought of while you were talking. It was like, I understand why peer pressure is so successful. It's simply, simply because we care too much what people think of us. Yeah. If you, just think about it. If you didn't care what people thought of you, people couldn't peer pressure you into doing things that you don't want to do. Yeah. But the fact that you care, the fact that I care, like it make it it makes it easy for people um, to manipulate you. But now I think like, all right, so let's transition into talking about being consistent because you said it earlier, like, yo, don't try to be something you're not. And the problem is when you are constantly trying to please people, you lose yourself. You don't Ooh, even really know who you are. And then it causes you to be inconsistent all across the board. So, like, how do you, like, like, either what do you think about that or how do you manage being consistent? Like, meaning, if I see Toya, if I hear Toya on Inspire Guys people, and then if I see Toya at a couple's dinner, is this the same Toya? Um, And Coach is Toya, is up. that the same person? And if so, yeah. how do you maintain that?
1: And so that's, that's kind of good because I am the same person, which annoys a lot of people. Like, girl, can you cut that off? No, because this is who I am. Like, everywhere I go, either you go to be coached or, you know, like, that's just how I show up. So um, it's two sides to this coin. And, man, this conversation is so good because one of the things that you just said was how do you maintain that consistency? Well, here's the, here's the two-sided coin. Either you're consistent in being something that you're not, so now you turn into something who you never intended on becoming, Jeez. and so you're completely shifted, your your life has completely gone down a different path, and now you're confined by that people-pleasing space, or you're inconsistent, and no one can trust you. Your words are not valid. No, one, you're not loyal because you're inconsistent. So it's like, okay, what do I do? And that's where the whole foundation in Christ comes from because I can show up every day. You know what? I'm not even gonna hold you up. I don't think I could show up every day being this posh, popular girl because that's just not my character. That's just not who I am. But say for instance, if I was trying to be something that I wasn't, and I, you know, were able to show up like that, who would I turn into? Like, think about who would you transform into that God did not originally design you to become. So even in that consistency, now you've completely created this, what they consider an alter ego. And this is where these different, you know, spirits start coming in and, and taking over and controlling, and now you lost. Or mm-hmm. I'm showing up, and I'm inconsistent, and you like, I'm not getting ready to hire LaToya to coach me. She show up when she feels like it. How can I trust her? How do I know her word, you know, is bond? And so without having to get into that tug of war, as you just stated, it's about getting – Grounded, becoming grounded in what God has created you to become, and being consistent in that. Um, one of the I've been studying the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's so funny because the Holy Spirit been really kind of on me to study this, and I'm like, oh, you know what? What is up with this book? Now that I've been reading it and just learning how King Solomon talked about vanity and how we try to live a life outside of Christ and we struggle. You can have all of the, the good things, you can have, you know, the parties, the money, all of these things, but we live this life outside of Christ and we struggle. And we're trying to figure out why aren't I complete? This goes back to some of the actors who we've learned who committed suicide and, you know, who've fallen completely off of the face of the planet. It's because they never grounded themselves in the word of God. So for anyone who's looking for that consistency, you're looking for that consistency and growth. It starts in his words.
0: It does, man. And like, you know, like I said, for me, that's where, that's where the change came from. It was a true starting to build a true relationship with Christ, um, which, you know, will convict you and and make you want yeah. to change. And also, make you aware of yourself and i think we've become so accustomed to finding everything wrong with everybody else in the world like sometimes that's why i can't do social media sometimes too is because it's like oh man is the whole concept for everyone to share what they found out that's wrong with everybody else it's like what about me like i'm i'm tripping sometimes too i got things to work on on myself like you know what i'm saying um all right. So you said something real dope. Consistency annoys people. And I like when you said it, I'm like, yeah, it does. Like people will get mad if I'm always inspiring guys, people like, it's like, oh, man, Jay, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, come on, bro. And I think what people don't realize is that's a, when you can be. Oh, man, I'm getting I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. Again, it goes back to not caring what people think about you. And I don't mean this in an arrogant way, like where you ain't trying to hear, you know, good, wise counseling things. But one of the things I'm freeing myself from, Toya, um, God has been really dealing with me on, is even with my friends and family, like loving them enough to not let them hold me back. And the point I'm making is, like, if if me inspiring guys people annoy you in the past, the old Jermaine would have tried to turn it down because I'm like, oh, I want you to like me. Like you my friend yeah. or you my family member. Like, I I like you. I want you to like me. So I'll I'll turn down my purpose for you. But the new Jermaine, like, I don't turn down my purpose for anyone. Like, if if being inspired annoys you then it's like you are literally going to be annoyed being around me because I'm not, I'm no longer going to stop being who God called me to be to please you. Because I know in order for me to get where God wants me to go, like I gotta be on this.
1: But check this out. There is nothing you can offer me that is bigger or greater than what God has for me, man. Like, there's no, there's nothing that you have for me, even to the point of how the reason why we care about other people's feelings or their opinions is because how it makes us feel. And so once you learn how to separate emotion from purpose, when you learn how to separate emotions from friendship, then you're able to really kind of understand that the way that you make me feel is temporary. And is the way that you're making me feel helping me or hurting me? Because if I have to subject myself to you to make you comfortable, you know, to make you, or if I have to adjust how how I live in purpose to make you comfortable, then you're you're messing up my emotions. Like you're controlling my emotions. And yeah, yeah that, that that's, that's a realization that it, it slaps you in the face. Like man, all this time I've been letting other people control my emotion. And, and this can go, like I said, you know, even in marriages, when people, I just had a conversation about husbands and wives making each other happy. And me and Meach talk about this all the time. It's not your spouse's responsibility to make you happy. Once you stop letting the another person control your emotions and you learn how to be happy and content in god's word of course the husband and wife are supposed to contribute to your happiness not don't don't get it twisted y'all don't think i'm i'm trying to be too Mm -hmm. too much but um (laughs) once you know how to control your own emotions and find happiness in christ then everything that people do for you you can control you i can control you know if they like Toya you know, your content, man, you be, you be too churchy or, you know, I had a, a designer tell me like nobody is coming to you because you talk about God too much. And man. that I had to check myself like, Hey, do I need to pull Christians? Do I need to tone it down? I've had somebody in my inbox today who told me, I don't believe that business owners should put uh, religion in their business. I think that you're supposed to separate religion and politics, and I believe that using Christianity, is a mark a marketing strategy. So I'm not interested in your program. And I that's said, tough. no problem. That's right? Tough. No problem. I said, this isn't a religion. This is a relationship. So if that's what is distracting you, then you don't want my program. Because my, my program is about relationships. <laughs> so it's okay. But that's tough. Yeah. That's tough.
0: And the other thing, too, though, what people don't understand is... The nature of your business matters, too. So like what you do is you're building coaches like you're doing something that is literally connected to who the person is. Right. So there is no way for you to turn down and eliminate Christianity from from that, especially one of the advantages of being an entrepreneur is that you get to make that decision. It's not like you work for a coaching agency that you don't own and you have to maybe follow their policies or guidelines or whatever. And then maybe it could be like, oh, like this isn't a Christian coaching agency or, you know, whatever you work at McDonald's It's like, okay, if I work at McDonald's, I'm not like, uh, preaching people their order because this has nothing to do with, you know, the relationship and, and self-development of that. Now that, that at the same time, Maybe I'm there and working and you come, you know, every day and you notice like, man, there's something different about him. Maybe the love of God is shown in that way and it opens a door. But I think sometimes people are not fair in the criticism of Christians either because they just try to like have a blanket statement like that. And it's like, hold on. If my podcast is entitled Inspire God's People, that's literally what this business venture is about. Like, so Absolutely. this very much is about my Christianity. Um, and if that offends you, you're also not the target market, just like I'm not the target market for baby diapers. Like,
1: yeah, I don't have
0: a baby and I don't wear diapers.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not
0: mad because I'm not, you know, a part of their target market. But you like I want to I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, because you talked about let me say this. You you talked a lot about like a lot of the things you say and make me think about. Man, this this people pleasing thing, even if we go, want to go back to like the desire to go viral, when you think mm-hmm. about it, we want to go viral because we want people to like us. And I think we yeah. just got to be careful when the source of everything you want to do is so that people can like you, because biblically, right, you talk about, you know, itching ears and you understand. Um, that in the last days, people will become lovers of themselves. And I tell people all the time, don't let self-love make you a lover of yourself. And I That's think we it. just got to, we got to learn how to separate all these things that are like super trendy and popular right now and can push us That's down good. the path of pleasing people and pleasing ourselves.
1: That's so good. I think that kind of going back a little bit to when you were talking about the McDonald's, um, the person at the cashier. Not saying you got to preach them their order, but connecting all of this to going viral. I think that even for the entrepreneur who are you know who's making posts and they're trying to reach that audience. Now there's one thing when you're marketing and you're you're trying to spread your message versus you marketing trying to be liked, yeah. right? And so when it comes to the entrepreneur, that's a fine line that we have to really, and, and I use this as an example because I see this all the time on social media where people say, you know, where are all the people who I supported and they didn't support me? Where, you know, if, if you're a family member and you don't support me, I don't have anything to do with you. And those type of posts really annoy me. Mm-hmm. Because now my question turns into, are you in business for support or are you in business to solve a problem? Yes. Because if you're in business to solve a problem, then you're not looking for support. Understand that when people <laughs> I've launched, um, I think I'm on my fifth book that I'm I've launched, fifth mm-hmm. or sixth. My family has bought my book. I can call my mother right now and say, Mom, what was my last book about? She won't be able to tell you nothing. She don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> so she bought the book for support, She read the book to solve a problem. No, she didn't. Right. So I think that these are the fine lines that we have to check within ourselves before we, you know, determine, okay, what am I posting this for? Is this for marketing or is this for popularity? Am I looking to solve a problem or am I looking for support? And like I said, I kind of wanted to bring back the whole McDonald's thing is because not only do entrepreneurs have this fight or have to sit down and make these decisions, but even people in their professional careers, this whole purpose conversation is not just about profiting in your purpose as an entrepreneur, but learning how to profit in your purpose, in your professional position. Because how many of us, you know, I'm in I'm I'm in my professional position from nine to five, and then I'm in my purpose from five to nine. So now you telling me you bipolar, right? Because that's exactly what what's happening.
0: Yeah, and look, um, I'll say this because I never there's a reason on the show just for anybody listening is like, man, he never say where he works at. Um, the and I always talk about you know I have a corporate role. I work in national sales in um, business development. Um, so I work on uh building these partnerships. And um mm-hmm. I also work in um a headquarters initiative um on a leadership team that build it builds, you know, a completely different type of strategic partnership. Um the reason I never say where I work is because part of the social media um code of conduct for the corporation I work for is that once you say the name publicly, once you speak like the name of the company you are now like governed by the a company's code of conduct. So I don't say the company's name or say where I work because I'm talking freely as me. These are my opinions and mm-hmm. my views. Um but I can obviously still talk about my experience and one of the things I can tell you is that there are many times that you know we have to sit back as a team and answer tough questions and, and build big you know, campaigns or sales initiatives. And, you know, what you're really trying to do is find customers, not supporters. (laughs) And so even for a Fortune 50 company, I'm in these conversations all the time. And so so I think what happens and you said it, we look for supporters, right? And what happens when you look for supporters, and I, I used to do that. I used to be guilty of that as well. But like you said, supporters, it's like, oh, yeah, I heard the podcast. Uh episode 20 that was real good. I'm like, bro, I'm on 102 or I clicked on <laughs> right. it for 5 minutes because I want to say I supported someone I know. Yeah. But a customer uh a real like follower of the content, a real family member of the content of the show, that person has heard it all. They know like they are inspire guys people, they ready to see it grow. They're actually telling people about the show. Like, yo, you got to listen to inspire guys. People like they I've had people hit me up like where the shirts at, bro. We need something right that like we have to stop building supporters and find those people who are really committed to the purpose.
1: Absolutely. And even you, I just first of all, I love the way that you describe. Your professional space without telling us your -hmm. professional space, (laughs) right? (laughs) But even with you know what you do, and you being able to tie what you do professionally to what you do for Inspire God's people, and I believe that when you're able to do that across a universal platform, that is freedom. When I'm able to be now, okay, we know that the dialogue may change, you know, a tad bit from professional to you know being in your own space, however, my intention. My strategy, my, um, the way that I address certain issues, the way that I bring forth ideas, the way that I maneuver through the space is all the same. And so, for those of you who may be in that space where you're still stuck on, you know, looking for supporters, you're still stuck on trying to go viral, you're still stuck on, I'm in this dead end job and I'm not, I don't love what I do, it's time for you to do a self assessment and say, okay, Lord. What is it that you want me to do so that I can make sure that I'm fitting the mold, um, universally, universal. Yeah. Is, if that's the word. but <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So instead of, you know, trying to pick and choose and, and being popular over here and, and really being a homebody over there, or, you know, being in a corporate position and hating what you do and, and being purpose on the weekends, it's time for us to figure out, okay, God, who am I? Who did you create me to be so that I could fulfill that in you?
0: Yo, this is I'm getting hype. I'm going to tell you why. Because you are so right. You can you. This is why you need to be consistent. You don't need to turn your purpose on and off. For me yep. in the corporate world, like I, there is so much purpose in what I'm doing and the opportunities God has given me. I'll tell you as an example. Every time I have a big, you know, presentation which seems like every week or multiple big presentations a week and they make me a little nervous and I've been getting a lot better mm-hmm. like with my like pre-presentation nerves where it's like I'm I'm finding my voice. I'm even like I had a presentation last week and I've even learned how to be funny in my work presentations like very serious That's high-level good. presentations, right? And Your I used character, to sh- yeah. y- yes, it's you like this is all about finding a way to be you all the time instead of turning yourself on and off from people. So what ends up happening is a lot of the presentations and things I'm doing at work, they're making me better. I have a podcast, a talk show where I'm talking. And so I'm using the show as practice for my presentations at work. I'm using the yeah. presentations at work. As practice for the show, the meetings at work, the opportunity to do business at a very high, you know, multi million dollar level to working on huge deals. And then I bring that expertise back and forth. And so, my point is what you just said, which is like, we have to find a way, stop turning your purpose on and off and be the purpose. Like, find that way to be like, no, this. You know, working in my, in my corporate role might not be, it's not a podcast. It might not be inspiring God's people, but it is though, because guess what? There are people that God opens doors. They ask questions, people become intrigued with you because you are a little different and you just got to allow God to give you the opportunity to uncover purpose in every area of your life.
1: So here's what I think that people with you saying that, here's what I think is the if I was to give a key to this, it's learning the message, right? The message doesn't change. It's how you present the message that changes, that may adjust, that may need, you know, that may require a certain atmosphere or a certain environment. You know, what I teach doesn't change. My messaging doesn't change. But depending on the audience, the environment, or the audience there, he, there it goes. The audience that I'm in front of. That's how I adjust the way I bring the message. When you talked about the um, about being double minded, this is so crazy. How you know I teach the coaches. One of the questions that I ask is, do you change your pitch for the person? You know how you get in front of, you You have this message. You're like, this is what I do. I'm so excited. But then you get in front of a particular person. Maybe you don't feel like you're qualified to be in front of this person. Maybe you feel like you have to be extra in front of this person, whatever the case may be. And you change your pitch according to that person. You change, you know, every time I change, get on a sales call, I'm changing what I do and what I offer because of the person that's on the other end of that line. And it's like when you find yourself doing that, that's when you know that you're not confident in your message. You're not strong. You're not grounded in your message. And you don't believe that your message is strong enough to transform lives. And so whether or not you're in a professional space, whether or not you're hosting these high-level corporate presentations, or you just sitting and kicking it with your co-host for the day um, on Inspire God's People, your message does not change because Jay is confident in what God has, you know, embedded in him to bring, to bring forth to the people.
0: Yeah. And, and look, we, we have to understand there's a difference between being fake and being adaptable. Well, a lot of times what we do is we, we, we turn fake, which meaning like we turn, we put on a whole new personality when it's a new person in the room, a whole new like character and identity. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to change our character. We may have to adapt. And, and the example that I'll give is like, there are times, like for me, especially working in sales and business partnerships, when you work in sales, to some people, sales is a bad word because mm-hmm. they think used car salesmen trying to sell sales them mm-hmm. Manipulation. Something. Exactly.
1: Absolutely.
0: I tell people this all the time. Now, this we're talking about consistency in your character. For me, when you deal with me as a salesperson, and because like I'm typically doing very large deals, it's like this really matters because it's always a lot of finances involved. And so when you deal with me, I've had people literally like text me after deals, after partnerships, whatever, and thank me and say, I really appreciate you. You like whatever you need. And I'm like, I don't need anything like we good. Nope keep it clean. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job, but that's a huge compliment when someone thanks you after you sell them something, because ultimately what it comes down to is that as a salesperson, I still have integrity and character. So that's the consistency. The consistency is not that I'm selling you inspire guys, people in my corporate job. The consistency is that the biblical principles of integrity, even though I'm a salesperson, I'm identifying things that I genuinely believe you like I genuinely believe you should do business with me because I can deliver on some things. And then once I deliver, that's the difference. So I might adapt my presentation um, to meet the needs in a corporate world, but I don't turn into someone else. And, And here's the last thing I'll say about that. Even with like my Instagram and things like that. Number one, I stopped joking a lot online because I don't want to be known for being like cracking jokes. And even though I'm a silly and naturally funny person, I I I guess, you know, that's always weird to say. But um, some people probably I never laughed at this show. But even though that's naturally who I am, that's not that has nothing to do with the purpose of what I'm selling or presenting. And I always want to make sure. That if someone I do business with on a corporate level, on a major level, came across my Instagram page, came across. So you meet me in person, meet me on Instagram, meet me at church, at a restaurant. My desire is to be the same person. Yeah. To all of those people. And nobody feel like, yo, that's not him.
1: Because I'm sure we've all had that experience where, you know, you've worked with someone and you're like, this is not the same person that I work with every day. Or, you know, you see them after hours and you're like, this isn't the same person, you know, that I hang out with every day. And one of the things that you, you know, just um, shine a light upon, especially for entrepreneurs, is sales, right? So I love the fact that the way that, and we've worked together on marketing before, and I use you as an example all the time how, I used to cry like, oh my gosh, I need somebody to help me market my business. And it wasn't until this exact conversation, it wasn't until I became confident in my message is when I learned that it's not about needing a marketing expert to come in to market for me, but learning how to use my message to share with the world. But with the sales side of this and and hearing you talk about this, We're, we, we get into that space where, you know, we're, we're antsy about sales and this can go a long way because we could be struggling with rejection. We could be struggling with validation of why you struggle in sales, but at the root of sales, there's two different, it's a fork in a row. Either you're going down the road of manipulation or you're going down the road of persuasion. And so when I teach about sales, I teach about manipulation is control. So I'm trying to control the outcome. I'm trying to control, you know, how you're going to decide and what you should think and what you should want and how you should do things versus persuading you to change your perspective. So I understand that you look at this in this way, but what if I can help you change your perspective that's going to increase your success, increase your goals, increase your profit margin where it's not controlling? And uh, yeah. that's something that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, because I had to understand that, you know, when I get on sales calls, knowing the difference, how when we're in this space of entrepreneurship, we're so used to manipulation, we're so used to control, we assume that's how you win. And so this is why we get caught up in popularity and going viral and trying to, you know, be everybody's BSF is because we're so conditioned. Um, to being manipulated versus us taking the time to change our perspective, which requires the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Even building on that, you know, like I said, sales is not a bad word. Not at all. I was in a meeting last week, and actually, I said that. Um, There was um, someone in the meeting um, just, you know, just asking some questions where they were, you know, almost um, seemingly maybe a little offended, um, you know, by just sales, which is understandable. Like I understand like people are uncomfortable with sales um, because but it's because we've allowed ourselves to see it a certain way. To your point, we we see sales as manipulation. Um, That's why I'm Mm -hmm. not a fan of small print. I hate small print because I'm like, wait a minute you're automatically trying to make something too small for me to see, but I'm agreeing to it. I'm not yeah. a small print type person. So to, for me, sales is not a bad word and what, what helped me become more confident selling someone something. So like this show, it, it be, is because I believe in it. The, the real question, and I think you kind of alluded to it. The real question is, do you believe what you are trying to sell? because if you don't believe in what you're trying to sell, you have to be a manipulator. But if you actually believe in what you're trying to sell, Toya, it would be like, if, if I was losing air and you had an oxygen tank, you are gonna sell that oxygen tank to me with your heart and soul because you know I need it. And that's how I am with this podcast. It's like, I literally know that you need this. This is gonna guide you to your purpose. So I am one hundred percent confident in telling you to listen to this because I believe it will deliver. So the question for us becomes: Do we really believe in what we're selling in the first place? Because if we not, we need to unbutton our shirts. We need to make sure we show a little bit of this. Like we gotta, we we have to, you know, do things that have nothing to do with the business when we don't believe in the business. That is so. Oh my
1: goodness, that's so good. So I'm thinking because. Um when I'm when I'm talking to coaches, when I'm talking to the entrepreneurs, we start talking about pricing, right? You know, this is probably one of the largest topics when it comes to business building. Yeah. How do I price my service or my product or, you know, my programs at a at a good investment? And so one of the things we talk about and I and I talk about the seven laws of pricing for a Christian female startup coach. Is believing in what you are selling. I can tell you, there's I've I've worked with a young lady, and what she does is amazing. Like the the things that she can help other women do, and the goals that she can help them accomplish. And I flat out told her, your program is easy, ten thousand dollars, easy. Like I, when I hear it, I see ten thousand dollars, and she's like, oh well, you know, I'm gonna price it at fifteen hundred. It's nothing I can do about it. Because if she doesn't believe enough in her product, she won't be able to sell it. And then it turns into manipulation. So now that is so good. So now instead of me pricing at my value, I'm pricing in the space of fear. And so in order for me to price what I think other people think I should price at, I'm being taken out of my, my purpose and my consistency. And now I'm perverting it into manipulation. That's so
0: good. Yeah, so like, I'm sorry, like that's crazy cuz like now <laughs> you even pricing to please people. Not yes. in like, look, I was um you know, I'm always just for full disclosure, like I'm the type of person that always is looking at, you know, real estate, cars, house, whatever. I I look at stuff all the time. I I love to understand the market, pricing, inflation. Oh wow, the twenty you know seventeen Cadillac you know truck was you know forty four thousand dollar base price. Now the twenty twenty one is fifty two thousand whatever you know as an example. And so mm-hmm. I, we um, I took Tiff to a few dealerships um, yesterday because um, I was telling her I was like, man, like I want to get you a new car, but I can't make it make sense right now because for me numbers have to make sense. And I'm like, man, just looking at the price and everything, like. I don't know. Cars is not good investments. I'm like, uh, ah, it's not, it's, it's investment season for us right now. And a car ain't a good investment, but I still wanted to look at some stuff. And when I was looking at this one truck, I was like, man, this truck, it was $60,000. And it was the, um, the Cadillac, uh, XT, XT six yes. or something or whatever, whatever it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's the new one. I like it a lot for my wife. Um, mm-hmm. but I was like, I think it was like sixty thousand fifty seven fifty eight thousand and I was just looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? when they put that price on that thing, they was like, this is a Cadillac. they didn't care mm-hmm. you like you can e- you either wanna you can either a afford it or you can't or b you wanna spend this amount or you don't want to spend this amount now that doesn't mean there's not some negotiation that can happen in you know in business that's all that's normal, right, but you're not getting that truck for thirty thousand like you not getting that truck for too much less than it's worth. Like, and and, and I guess my point is this. Cadillac doesn't price things to make people who can't afford it happy. They're pricing it for the people who can afford a Cadillac. I bet it's people who who can't afford it that still like it. And so the point is, as an entrepreneur, we have to stop trying to position our businesses so that everybody can like it and target on the people that the business is intended for.
1: Absolutely, and knowing that because I'm targeting who the business is for, right, and I'm targeted, I'm targeting them in my purpose. So I'm doing what God has for me to do. I'm, I'm being, I'm fulfilling my assignment. I'm profiting. I'm positioning the the pricing at who it's for. Profit comes. Yes. And because I value my purpose, listen. Because I value, I was on a coaching party other day with my coach. As a matter of fact, and she's like, Latoya, why haven't you raised this price yet? And I'm just sitting there looking at her like, oh. um, <laughs> you know, clearing my throat, like, um, oh. right? She's like, when are you going to start? She told me, when are you going to stop being selfish? Because a person that enrolls in your program at this price point has to come with a certain level of responsibility. And when people don't want to pay a certain price, it's because not because they don't want to pay the price, it's they don't want to fulfill the responsibility that that price comes with. So when are you going to stop being selfish and you're going to say, this is what my content is valued at, and I'm expecting you to show up and be responsible so that we can get the results. Now, I know that we can get results at, you know, lower price points. But if we're talking about the results that's going to fulfill purpose, then you need to show up and show up correct.
0: Okay. You, you like you in the zone right now. Okay. Look, the question (laughs) is, is it worth it? And so like what you just talked about is like, we don't want the responsibility of making what we're selling worth the price we want to charge. And the one oh, thing I'll tell you yeah. about that Cadillac truck, right, is like, if we get that truck, it's gonna be worth it. It's a Cadillac. Like I told, you know, I told Tiff, you know, and she has a, you know, a, a nice car. I'm like, yo, we have, we've never had a Cadillac though. I'm like, and she was like, well, wh- how was the ride though? Cause she wanted to make sure she ain't losing nothing with the ride. And I'm like, right, oh, it's a Cadillac. I'm like, you, we haven't <laughs> bought a Cadillac before, but I've driven a Cadillac. I'm like. So you're not gonna lose nothing with that. It's at the level you you good, right? Um now I I was trying to show her. <laughs> uh, last year we were thinking about, again, I'm I'm the type of person, numbers have to make sense for me. I don't, all this other stuff, whatever. I find I get joy and value. So last year we were thinking about downgrading a couple of things. And a car was one of them. Like, oh, let's go to a lesser brand, let's whatever, whatever. So I took her to a dealership. First, she was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Whatever. That's a decent car. Man, we went to the dealership and the car looked cool on the outside, but it don't but ride. The inside, the, inside <laughs> the interior. She care about the interior now. So it was like the interior wasn't really there and the ride wasn't there. And so what happens is she didn't value that enough. And so it's like. The question for all of us now—that car we were looking at—it's a hot-selling car. It just for her, it's it wasn't doing it. And so, what's my point? Is ultimately like we have to make sure that we value our own business because if you don't value your interior, what make you think somebody else is? If if you looking at Chase, yeah. great, and you like, ooh, this ain't no, nah, this ain't worth no. No. And so some of us are struggling cuz like you said price equals responsibility and we're struggling to to charge the right price because we don't want the responsibility I'm repeating what you said cuz it's dope. We don't want the responsibility of delivering on that price.
1: Yeah. But even even what you just how we can how we can relate this to a car, but even when you just talk about the interior. So <laughs> Tip is like, listen, this matters to me, right? I need a uh, what is it? The GPS on the dashboard, like yeah. I need certain amenities. I'm no longer going to turn a knob to cut up my radio, like that's just <laughs> a done deal. <laughs> like yeah. I need to press a button, right? And so, thinking about this as the entrepreneur, when when Cadillac makes their price point. You're not just pricing it because of the name. You're pri- they price this because of their interior. I was in a, a 2021 Cadillac, um, and they have the, the rear view mirror. is now a camera. Like, yeah, what Cadillac is happening in this, in this new car, right? But think about the interior, though, right? We care about that. We care about the molding. We care about what it looks like, the seating, whether or not the seat tilt or where you, you know, adjust your seating. It's the same thing in business. What does your interior look like? Okay, you have this beautiful branding. You have, you know, all of these um, external images that we focus on. But Mm. what does your onboarding process look like? What does your content look like? What does when when someone signs up for your program? What does that process look like to make them feel like they're riding in a Cadillac or a a, or Lexus or my favorite a Mercedes Benz? What does that look like? And so when you're talking about pricing. You're trying to price your business in this this Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Lexus, BMW space, but the outside, the outside looks like a Mercedes, but the inside looks like a Toyota. Mm. Like we need to figure out again, purpose. <laughs> what where are you what where are you going to establish the consistency? Where are you when are you going to show up and say, "You know what? I am one thing that I just learned, and, and I've always taught about it, but it's just so amazing how God just brings forth revelation, the difference between a, a company or a business versus an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is the one who's working every mechanic and doing everything. But a business owner is someone who can step away for a couple of days, and that well-oiled machine is still spitting out hundreds and thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah, because you have a process. Look, you said something. Because— Oh, my bad. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No,
1: no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I-
0: I'm sorry. No, you got to fin- Do you know what you was about to say? People are going to be mad at me.
1: Reiterating. Like... Listen, <laughs> it's okay. I'm just saying, like, we really just need to ex- I forgot what I was going to say, but it's all right. It'll come back. Go I'm ahead. I'm so sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I've been <laughs> working okay. on that. Tiff, that's something Tiff told me, like, you got to stop cutting people off. Like, I'm I've,
1: I do it, good. too. It's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, all um right, so look. You said like this exterior interior thing is crazy. Some of us, so let's go back to the social media thing. Let's like wrap it up yep, there. Yep, yep. So many of us focusing on having a Mercedes Benz exterior. We like we selling so all weird. the right stuff on social media, but then when they meet us in person, we have a Honda interior. It's like, oh, you you don't really. Oh, I I thought your business was. And so what we was, we got to focus on our interior, like, because when you think about it, when you're in your car, you don't see the outside. The outside is for everybody else, but the people inside the cars who really matter, that's where you got to make that comfortable. And I'm going to say this, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to give it to you to have the last word. I'm a person that, I said this, I find joy in finding value. Um, I shop a lot on Nordstrom's website. That's one of the stores I like. When you're on Nordstrom and even Nordstrom Rack, they got the, I'm a person that filters down. Like, so I filter to my size. I filter to the brands I like because I like to shop efficiently, right? And Nordstrom has something that, I'm not going to say no other store has that a lot of stores don't have in their filter. They have it where you can filter down to best value. And what this means is, the thing that costs the most with the most, with the biggest discount. So it's like, Oh cool. I can go on here and get a $300 watch for $97 because I looked for the greatest value. And so I think Mm -hmm. we have to understand the difference in business. And yes, we want to provide value to people, but we don't necessarily always need to do that at a cheap price. And and so what I'm saying is that I will buy, I will buy a hundred dollar watch when I know it's really providing a value of $300 before I go pay a hundred dollars for a watch. That's really only valued at four, $40. And so my point is in your business, find a way to create value. I want you people listening to this podcast for free. I want them to feel like, I got the biggest deal today. I got a free podcast that I would have paid $50 for this information. So value sales is not a bad word. People, when you're giving value, it's okay for me to tell y'all tell five people to listen to this show. Cause I know they're getting value. So I'll give you the last Absolutely. word.
1: That's good. I think that if I can leave you with anything is value your value. One of the things that I always tell people, and I, I'm I'm a person where if I hire someone to work for my team, and I'm so excited because God is man, God is doing some amazing things here. It tastes great. And when I've been looking for team members to join me and to help me take this um, this enterprise to the next level, one of my biggest concerns is you have to be in love with what you do. Like this has to be purpose for you. I, I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of of hiring Jack and Jills of all trades'm if you if one minute I see you braiding hair and the next minute I see you <laughs> doing web design, I'm not hiring you like that's just that's just it right I'm not even gonna hold you up. I have a, a a brand designer right now who's working on a project for me and she's like, can you coach me? Of course this is what I do I'm telling y'all if you get on the phone with me it's, it's a wrap, right So we're talking and she's telling me her heart. And I'm like, after this, I did what the Holy Spirit told me to do. I told her what he told me to tell her, told me to tell her. And at the end of the conversation, I said, now, don't be mad. I said, but I cannot hire you for my project. Man. Because what you just told me was your heart is somewhere else. You have to value your value. It is not your responsibility. It is so disrespectful and offensive to go and tell somebody that their value is too expensive. You cannot tell someone that how they value what they do is too much for your pockets because you don't want to own up and be responsible or meet that level of responsibility that that investment requires. Once you start believing in who you are, and listen, you about give me give me a a pulpit. Once you start (laughs) believing (laughs) in who you are and what God has created you to become. You will get into a space where you understand what I have to offer is valuable to people. And in purpose, there is profit.
0: Man, don't tell me I'm overpriced because you can't afford what I'm selling. We have to understand. Look, I can't, I can't afford a Lamborghini, y'all. I'ma just say it. I don't know how much money (laughs) y'all thought I had. I can't afford a Lamborghini. But I promise you, if I go to that Lamborghini dealership right now and start going off about how this don't make no sense that a car could be four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, y'all need to be ashamed of them y'all. sell. they probably gonna escort me out of the building and say, "Sir."
1: And they should exactly.
0: Goodbye. And so that's the point and I'm they making. Should. We have to people who don't find value in our purpose and what we're doing. You got to get comfortable with escorting people out of the bid out of the building because you. Y'all all would know I sound crazy if I go into a Lamborghini uh, dealership talking about, look, man, I got 42000 Like, listen, bro, <laughs> you need to go get a Honda, okay? I'm, and you might struggle to get that one if your credit ain't right. So ultimately, like you said, look, man, this is about finding there is purpose. How did you say it? I don't want to mess up the quote now. Oh, there is uh,
1: profit and purpose.
0: Profit and purpose. Toya, this was amazing as always. I definitely appreciate you joining uh, the show today. We got to do this again, man. I got to bring you back to co host I always have a good time when we talk. And like, yeah, this was, it's so much. If if somebody didn't get nothing out of this, then I just, I don't know what to tell y'all. Um, the one thing I will say is, even talking about this, Toya, make me think. You know, I've been telling people um, to donate to the show um, through our PayPal, Jermaine Wilson Music at Yahoo.com. And specifically for our brand identity um, kind of makeover. And it's going to be a few thousand dollars. I want to work with this design agency in the UK. And they quoted me some prices. And they like my first response was like, man, this is high. Um, But I was like, value. What do you want?
1: Value. Like,
0: you know what you want. And people have started donating to the show. And so I'm like, I need to make sure the donations are going towards something specific. And I'm not going to lie. I was uncomfortable at first. But again, that's because you start thinking, like, all right, what do I sound like? Do I sound like I don't want to sound like I'm trying to get money from people? But it's like, hey, bro, you've done about 112 episodes and haven't asked anybody for a dollar. Like the people who listen, they know you can't be trying to please people so much that you don't operate in purpose and allow God to bless you. So, look, if y'all want to donate to the show, Jermaine Wilson Music at yahoo.com. That's via PayPal. And again, that goes towards our brand identity makeover, uh, which is kind of logo, color scheme, website, all of those things um, on an extensive um, makeover. So yeah, man. Uh, Toya, again, thank you. Um, Let the people know how they can find you on social media.
1: Absolutely. I am LaToya Early across all social media platforms, and I definitely look forward to connecting connecting with your audience.
0: All right. All right, well, y'all hit up Toya, and thanks again, Toya, and you have a beautiful day beautiful until day. next time. Guys, bro. people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you can hear the show every single week. Also, you can find us at InspireGuysPeople.com. Hit the drop-down box and select Podcast. Yo. Email me Jermaine Wilson Music at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about the show. What type of topics and interviews do you want to hear next? And always remember, if you don't like me, just act like you like me. Act like you like me, act like you like act like you like me. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire guys' people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The artist's all natural and authentic. Rivers of love swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall. Fall in it. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.